Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today. We have a special guest coming from West Virginia, a guy that I've been connected with for the last, what is it, like a, a little bit? years over, at least. Yeah. yeah coming yeah. up on two years, I'd say. Yeah. It's been half, awesome at least. building up the relationship. He's actually part of our Credit Council Elite Mastermind Group, and we've been able to see just awesome transformation with, with his credit profile and what they've been able to build up. And what's really exciting that we want to have him on here today is, is the power behind real estate, right? How it's changing our lives one house at a time. And this guy has been able to go from zero to 50 transactions in real estate in just the last three years. And I'm not talking about like a real estate agent here. I'm talking about a real estate investor. So these guys are doing, he's part CEO, a company, what, what's the name of it? Building Appalachia. Building Appalachia over in West Virginia. and. And these guys are doing some awesome things. They got, what is it, 30 holds, roughly? 30? Yep, co- r- roughly 30 rental properties. We're working on like flip number 11 and 12, like currently. Uh, we've got quite a few in contract. We're a little more rural area. So yeah. the wholesaling thing is kind of something that we're starting to learn, but it's something that we can take and master and grow on in the future if we can get, you know, other like-minded people in the area to share the wealth with. But we're just in little old West Virginia here. It's actually a state. It's not like the Western part of Virginia. <laughs> like everybody says, I'm like, yeah, we're from West Virginia. And they're like, well, I've been to Richmond. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Cause that's the next state over. Different state they, don't, over they don't really know like that it's actually a state oddly enough, but you know, we're here. Hello. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's up? Yeah. But Jacob, anybody out there that doesn't know exactly like your story or who you are, what you're all about, do you mind just diving in a little bit? you know, about who you are, just so the people can understand a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So, you know, without getting too much into it, I mean, I think I'm like just your average person, man. I grew up in a small town here in West Virginia, you know, probably underprivileged and whatnot, you know, you know, dad in and out, stepdad in and out. And my two sisters, you know, we had it hard growing up, you know, always had tunnel vision, you know, one day to make it somewhere. And I think that drive and, you know, a good support group around me has kind of got me to where we are. I think a lot of people can really relate to that story. And if they're not currently doing something, I mean, they've got that, they've got embedded in their mind that they're going to do something some way, somehow. But, you know, just keep plugging away at it, man. And something's going to fall in your lap with persistence. But grew up here in West Virginia, went to college, West Virginia State University, was in construction, not like residential construction, oddly enough, completely different type of construction from housing construction or remodeling, did environmental construction for a few years. And then I got into the car business. I was working in construction out of town and a good buddy of mine named Tom Peden would uh, hit me up about every week and he'd say, but let's go hang out, man. And I'd be like, I'm out of town. We would work out of town during the week, come home on the weekends. And Two, three weeks later, he would call me back and say, man, let's go hang out. And I said, dude, I'm out of town. I'll be back on Saturday. He called me on Saturday and I say, I'm out of town. He said, well, you're never home, man. 
you should really rethink your life's path here. And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> His dad like owned a huge car dealership. He was like, but you need to go sell cars. And I was like, oh, I'm not selling any cars, man. So he kind of talked me into doing that and tried it. You know, I called my boss or, or, you know, we were seasonal in work for the construction. We were outside. So if it was too cold and it was probably, you know, actually right around this time, eight years ago that I started playing around with selling cars. So I tried it my first month. I was like, man, I talked to our GM. I said, how many cars should I sell in a month? And he goes, son, if you sold me 10 cars, I'd be proud of you. And so, you know, one month in, I sold like, shoot, 20 and a half cars, which you can sell half a car, believe it or not, and made a pile of money. So I called my foreman and I said, man, I need a raise. And he's like, what kind of raise? I was like, you know, this kind of raise. And he's like, I don't think I can do that. And I was like, well, eh, nice knowing you. Yeah. From then on, you know, eight years ago, I've been selling selling cars and, you know, doing well. I managed a dog, uh, managed a couple of our dealerships for a few years and then had the idea, you know, starting up a real estate company. And it was time consuming. Car business is pretty, pretty time consuming. So I had to have help some way, somehow. So I, I thought of partnering with somebody. So my business partner, his name is Jordan Chris, probably sleeping right now. Who knows? But, you know, I reached out to him and I said, look, man, think about starting up a company, flipping houses. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I told him, I gave him in a nutshell because I've been doing research and whatnot. And he said, OK, that, that sounds cool. But man, I'm not really interested. He was working at U- UPS at the time. I reached out to and, him and he kind of Jordan, Jordan was actually on the podcast. Uh, uh, I yeah, forget yeah, which episode, but but uh, but a long time ago. So yep, if you yep, guys yep. want to go back and listen to his story and his episode, then you definitely want to tune in and search for that one. So, you know, work with him or not working with him, actually, he was like, I'm not really interested. Yeah. So time goes on. I don't know that, you know, his job really wasn't being the best to him and whatnot. And he reached out to me and said, well, what were you talking about, uh, about real estate? So I kind of yeah. clued him in a little bit. And he's like, F it. Let's, am I allowed to cuss on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Do your thing, man. Do your he's, thing. He's like, He's like, screw it. Let's do it, man. I said, all right, cool, cool. So, you know, we invested in our education and, you know, we bought our first house. Not a dollar in our name, basically. You know, we talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, didn't have any action. And then, you know, we kind of came to the conclusion, you know, we're never going to do anything unless we take action. So we started firing offers off and bam, got one accepted. And we were like, oh, crap, how are we going to pay for this? So we sourced money. And, you know, that was that. Our first deal was like probably our worst deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it always is, man. There's always a lot of learning curves on that first. Oh, one. man, it was. And it's because, that you know, we didn't really have a good system in place, you know. Yeah. We just was kind of firing away at it. And it took us exactly one year to buy, fix, renovate and sell that house. Our investor made more money than us. So yeah. if that tells you anything. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You know what's awesome though? You you were able to still complete the transaction and be able to get the money back to your investor, which is awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because you know, you know, they're, they're first, they're always gonna get taken care of. Yeah. Uh, first lien holder position, the whole nine. Make sure to protect your investors, the you yeah. know. Yeah, otherwise that, that, you know, that, that was that'll spread one. pretty quickly. You don't want oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I think he was our first and, you know, probably one of our biggest investors. And he owns like 
half of a semi-pro baseball team down in Alabama called the Flying Squirrels. Wow. And he's also one of our attorneys. He goes, you know, he tells his banker one day as, you know, walking out of the, the his law office, he's like, hey, yeah, these dudes right here, they're the best investment I have right now. And he's like, what? These cats? These kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. So, okay. So you went from, you know, selling cars and hustling. That's a great industry to be in first off because you get that oh, real no, like it is yeah yeah hands yeah, I, on I sales it. there's bro. no better like person on person interaction that you could get into more than that like sure selling houses real estate agent that's great but you know you're talking to one client a day maybe every other day I mean, at a car lot, man, you're in front of four and five people. You're meeting a lot of people, bump, bumping a bunch of elbows. You know, you're bannering back and forth. You're building rapport. You get real good at that real quick or you're not really going to last in the car business. But yeah. it's great for sales. Like anybody want to try selling cars, I highly, highly recommend it just to build your people skills or it's like to branch out a little bit. It, it's a good learning curve for anybody. Again, I had zero sales experience. I was coming from environmental construction nothing yeah. like sales and just to be candid i was uh you know have been our best or one of our top guys for year after year with zero sales experience it's a personality thing i would say i think it is it is but cars. it's also it's also something that you develop and you know like i did door knocking for kirby yeah. vacuum cleaners for dude for me a while. too yeah. I, I, actually, I said I had zero sale experience, but I think I did that for like three months. Like, no, nah, this is not for me. Completely yeah, yeah. out of my shell. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. Like, I'm naturally very introvert, believe it or not. And I'm constantly always working to push myself out of my crit zone. And that right there helped in so many different ways. Like, I used those tactics that I learned in, you know, door knocking to get my foot in the door to do a presentation an hour long or several hours to sell a $3,500 vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that was nerve wracking, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, but it was amazing because the techniques that I learned, I still use on a daily basis in exactly. real estate. And it's just priceless of how much I should have paid for that type of information. Oh, so, agreed, agreed. I love it. Okay, so obviously you're utilizing some of the techniques that you've used in a daily basis from learning the sales experience into real estate now, but let's just kind of backtrack for a second. Where did you guys get the education for real estate and like why real estate? That's a good question. So like our education came from basically two kind of platforms. Well, fortune builders primarily yep. which taught us the systems and whatnot to educate ourselves enough not to make the mistakes that we made on our first flip. Again, once implementing that stuff and putting the right pieces in place, using the right contracts and documents yep. and talk uh, and making sure that, you know, we're protected as well as our contractors, our investors, the whole nine. It's a step A to Z type of thing that we invested thousands and thousands of dollars. And I would do it again in a heartbeat to have the education that I do today. Like you said, you know, there's not a price tag on a Kirby vacuum cleaner sales experience. Well, there's a price tag on, you know, doing something right the first time and watch, rinse and repeat and be able to create a system out of something to, you know, not perfect because, you know, nothing's perfect, but to be sure. close to perfection as you can in real estate investing. The confidence that you know that, hey, these guys have done it so many times. They've showed so many other people to do the same exact thing and they're getting the same results. So it's like the confidence you get from it, knowing that you are protected and that 
you're that much closer to get the results that you're looking for, it is priceless because it will save Absolutely. you the time and the money, which is awesome. But why real estate for you guys? I just feel like it's a catalyst. I think, I don't know about you, but like, I think most people like know somebody who's involved in real estate. And for me, that's really what it took to to kind of see a, I don't know, like a catapult for like financial success or like financial stability. I know a gentleman here who, you know, is an older guy who has been a mentor to me for many, many years. His name's Steve. And he, you know, has a huge rental portfolio. And when I was a younger kid, I think I met him when I was like 16 waiting tables at Bob Evans. And, you know, he just started spilling, you know, knowledge bombs to me about real estate and whatnot. It just piqued my interest. And, you know, I started poking and prod and they were, you know, they'd come there, you know, every so often and I poked and prodded at him and kind of wanted to hear his story a little bit. Like, you know, what exactly is it that you do? So after hearing this, you know, again, it it piqued my interest and I, I wanted to know more because I thought surely at the time, I think he told me he had like, I don't know, 65 houses or something like that. And I was like, Oh my God, 65 houses. You gotta be <laughs> oh my <rich>. God. <laughs> you gotta be rich, right? Like, yeah, yeah. how do I do that? And uh, you will, over time, you know, I've known him for my God, uh, 15, 15, exactly 15 years now. And he's well over 100 rental properties, a ton of commercial properties. Very nice guy, great education and good to learn from. So it was taken and getting one of those people dropped into my life to where I just knew. That's the route I wanted to go. I always had it buried in the back of my mind. You know, we get caught up in like day-to-day life and school and work and we get that nine to five. And trust me, that's not it. Like whatever you got burning and turning in the back of your brain, like, I mean, keep a tender on it because, you know, never one that you might get a gust of wind and it'll like blow up into something big. You never know when you'll get that opportunity. You never know. You might get fired. My God, that could be like the best thing to ever happen to you to where you can say, you know what? I think this is the time I'm at rock bottom. I mean, we've all had rock bottom type of situation, but you know, whatever it is, you know, I think keep hold of it. Mine was real estate. I think everybody like they watch HGTV and all that fun stuff. So they're like, man, I want to do that. $50,000 on a house. That sounds nice. That would heal anybody. Right. I mean, don't think about it. Just do it. Like that's just do it, man. So good. And it's really awesome. Like bringing up the one guy that like kind of pushed off some influence on you because you get to physically see him that it is possible, right? You get to see that this guy's doing it. I can do it too. And you get the motivation, you get the inspiration from these guys and, you know, some education and guidance along the way. So you don't make those bigger mistakes. Absolutely. So let's talk about your role within the business. For the most part, you handle the sales and acquisition side, correct? Exactly. So, man, again, none none of this would be possible without my business partner, Jordan. He's like, he's like an engineer by trade. He can build a freaking spreadsheet better than anybody. This is true. I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, see. (laughs) Better than anybody. You know, he keeps our books straight. I mean. I'm just blowing in the wind without him, you know, again, back to sales, like I'm, I'm a people person, you know, I'm sales and negotiation and acquisitions and things like that. Uh, again, Jordan does most of our marketing. I try to help out with that as much as I can, but I like to, you know, physically, you know, talk to people, get to know them, 
find out their situation and see how I can help them. That's my big thing. I mean, whether it's, heck, you know, selling a vacuum cleaner or a car or buying someone's house, you're assessing and seeing what kind of needs they have. Like, hey, you need a $3,500 vacuum cleaner? No? Well, let me help you see why you do. I don't know. Uh, or, <laughs> let me or, show you uh, why you need one. <laughs> let me show you why you need, like, you know, or, or you really helping somebody who's at rock bottom who needs a car or somebody who's in like financial crisis and like really needs to sell their house fast. Like, yeah. I mean, everybody's situation is different and, you know, I like to poke and prod and, and see how I can really help somebody out. Yeah. Try to find the problem here and then figure out if you can be the solution, which is awesome. How are Absolutely. You guys? And, and if I can't, my God, we're going to uh, help them find the best solution that, that we can. Or, you know, if it's not us that can help you, you know, maybe we can get you in front of the right people who can. Yeah, that's good. And that's what it's always about, making it a win-win. And, and if you can't help out, just obviously pass it on to somebody that, that can, which is awesome. So when it comes down to lead generation, how are you guys typically getting the leads coming in? So we're in Charleston, West Virginia. That's our primary market or our county is called Kanawha County. And we're a smaller area. So we get a lot of, I guess, organic leads and whatnot from Facebook and the marketing and just having like a social media presence. We've done some like paid slash target marketing before. And it had an overwhelming success with it sometimes. We did some direct mail Again, we're not in a saturated market like Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, I couldn't imagine living there getting 14 pieces of mail every day saying, we buy houses. Like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. But we're again, we're not so saturated here. We did some direct mail at some times and we bought a few properties that way. But, well, I'll tell you this, like, you know, how we acquired some of our rentals or, or a good portion of them, at least. We were doing some direct mail and... You know, inbound call. Hey, what's this card here for? You want to buy my house? 426 Ferguson. Why do you want to buy this house? I said, you well, you know, we like the area firstly, and we're targeting houses in that neighborhood with a certain price point. And actually, we're targeting people who don't live in those houses. I didn't know if it's an investment property for you, one you've inherited or one that's just, you know, gone and you've let go or I want to see if we could possibly help you out and buy the house from you. Well, why that house? I've got so many other great houses that you could buy, but why that one? I said, oh, you do? Uh, what are the addresses <laughs> to those? <laughs> so he starts rattling them off. I mean, there's, you know, actually, so I think in total, it was like 24 properties. We purchased half of them. We got the other half in contract and we should be closing on those uh, sometimes this year. But he starts naming them off, bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? I, I, I didn't know how to react. I didn't want to seem like too giddy or whatnot. Yeah. I was like, daggone, this direct marketing works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we did a little bit of that. And we were, heck, it went so good we had to shut it off. Firstly, it was, it was quite expensive for what we were doing. And the pace we were moving at the time, we were still young. So we were like, we turned it off. We was like, Four ninety nine a month. Turn it off. Like we don't want it no more. <laughs> we were overwhelmed with the amount of leads that we got at the time. So direct mail, social media. We're doing a lot of stuff with, uh, I guess, what do you call like top results consulting with uh, Sean Tiberia. Uh, yep. They 
helped and taken and made our website and helped us out with like some SEO type stuff. Uh, so I guess you wouldn't, maybe that's organic. I don't know. That's all Jordan's forte. So we're getting a lot of uh, looks that way as well. Organically, word of mouth, that that's a good thing. I mean, I think people see like two young guys, you know, working hard. And I mean, two nice guys, if I'm going to say myself, like, <laughs> I think, you know, we do get called young all the time and people are, you know, kind of maybe taken back by that. But then like, uh, we're building, what do you say, like faith in our company, just like, you know, with, with our social presence, with our website, you know, kind of redirecting them around there. And they're like, Oh, these kids are no joke. I mean, Hey, five-star Google review, five-star Facebook review. Uh, something must be nice here, you know, you know, yeah. and in it, it, we try not to be like, super salesy and take advantage of people. I mean, uh, word of mouth, the whole nine. I think we get a little bit of leads from everywhere. I like that. Uh, so when these leads come in, do you guys have like a, a specific type of approach that, you know, strategy? Are you guys always trying to fix a flip or hold or does it really matter? And you're just looking at the project and seeing, hey, what is this going to be the best in? Should we hang on yeah, to that, it? Yeah, that's we flip a great it, question. I think you hit it on the head there. I think each deal, each house, each property has its own path. You know, fix and flip, whether it's a fix and flip, a buying, a wholesale. We're just analyzing each deal as it comes in based on, you know, the seller needs and what they want and what they need out of their house and what the ARVs are on them. We're just assessing each one as they come in. And I think we basically, we round table, we round table everything that comes in and we decide what's the best avenue for the property. Inbound call, if it's in a nicer neighborhood with a high enough ARV, you know, we punch it into our little spreadsheet, Jordan thing, and, you know, it, it'll spit out our ROI on there. So if it works for a flip, great. We'll flip it. A lot of times the sellers might want more money for it. Well, there's some other creative things that we could do with the property uh, to maybe get them a higher offer value for it. Um, like example, if it's, you know, a, I'm going to scare some people with these numbers because we don't live in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every every mark is totally different, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to know that right from the start here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we should, I should have like threw that right out there. So people, you know, $50,000 purchase price. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, needs, it needs no work. Yeah. That the ARV on it is, you know, $85,000. Yep. Well, you can't really flip that, but we could insert it into our rental portfolio and great cash on cash because in the area it's going to rent for what six hundred to maybe close to nine or a thousand. Oh, example! I just got one in contract today, fifty-two thousand yep. dollars, and it is going to rent for eight fifty. Yeah. After the taxes, insurance, and debt service on it, we're going to net about three fifty-six a month on yeah, that property. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah. Do that a hundred times. And yeah, that's what it's all about. It's all about the persistence, you know, taking one at a time or a group of them at, like you guys did with that one guy you, you called and you got, you hit the jackpot. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. So when, uh, all right, so let's talk about these leads for a second. When the leads come in, are you mostly answering the phone or is yeah, it a combination? Most of the time. Most okay. of the time. So we've got our CRM. And we, again, we've got leads coming from all kinds of different places. If anybody's got any great ideas how to unify these, let me know. 
I'm not <laughs> sure if our CRM will do it. Somebody has to teach me that. Teach Jordan but, that. We got to yeah, teach yeah, Jordan teach him that. that so he can teach me. Heck, I'll, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll screen them all once they come in. That's great. I just, yeah. too many platforms. My God. You got Facebook, you got Instagram, you got yeah, yeah. HubSpot, you got our website, you got our email. My God, they're coming from everywhere. But once I see them, or honestly, Jordan probably sees them first. He goes, hey, dude, got one in the email. Great. I'll immediately pick it up. Based on how much they're, you know, emailing or texting, I'll just determine whether or not they like to text or type fast first. But I, I like to get phone numbers. I like to talk to people. You know, I'll, I'll inbound call or outbound call to them, and then we'll get on our seller lead sheet and, you know, start trying to figure out which basket they fall into, whether they're basically uh, build out a profile, right? For them. Yeah. We call it our, Report. it's a seller lead sheet, man. It's a, it's extensive. I think our original seller lead sheet came from something from fortune builders, but it, you know, it, it asks all the right qualifying questions. Do you to, roughly know, could like we go over some of that, that, that may be good for some of the absolutely. listeners. I got one right here. Love I always it. keep one handy, man. Yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> That's what it's about. So, let's see here. Seller lead sheet. And it's okay. got a whole bunch of type of stuff at the top. We got the property address, name, bed bath type. Let's see here. Contact information, owners on title, mortgage, living situation. Like, hey, do you currently live in the house? Great. How long you lived in there? What kind of repairs are needed? So this is kind of framed to get certain answers out of them. I'll say, you know, it's got somewhat of a sales approach to it, I would say. Yeah, it's um, good. But what you're doing is you're creating, like you say, a profile for them. And you're asking them about repairs. Like, okay, how much repairs in it? And then all of a sudden they're like, they're, they see dollars in their head adding up. Then it comes down here to the uh, motivation section. Like, hey, why are you selling? Like, how yeah. can we help you? How can I help you? Uh, and down into their mortgage information, like, do you guys still owe on it? Is there one or two liens on it? It's probably really hard to see. Uh, one or two liens on it. How much is your mortgage payment? A whole nine. And there's reason for asking that. I mean, some people might consider that really pushy and whatnot, but I just assure them, hey, there's a reason for that. Like, hey, if you owe $100,000 on this house and it's worth ninety. And your mortgage is only eight hundred bucks. Well, heck, I might pay your mortgage for you, uh, yeah. and save you ten grand. You know, it, it, there's options to this. So you know, they see, oh, you're just looking to help. There, they're more prone to answer those type of questions. And it's in down to price. How much do you want for your property? A million dollars? Yeah, um, yeah. They, they like selling, just like selling a car. How much do you want for your your truck? Forty grand. Yeah. <laughs> you just nod. Okay. Well, it's really worth 27. Would you take that? <laughs> um, let's see here. Then it comes down to some decision making things like are are they the one that can actually make the decisions on the property? Uh, yeah. do we have to get other parties involved, whatnot? And then, you know, there's a little internal office use only down here. You know, it's got our evaluator and estimated repairs based on the information they've given us and so on. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think this Jordan's right selling here. Copies of this. What is it? I think Jordan's selling copies of this somewhere. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so this right here is super valuable, right? Because you need that. You need to have basically the sheet on hand, just like you do. And to be able to go through the qualifying questions, to be able to build out that profile, to see yep, on, on you know, your hard sheet or on your desktop. Yeah. Um, 
like a fillable PDF, whatever, for all the techie people out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now once you actually get this profile completed, are you running numbers to so give I a am. quick offer right away? Sometimes I am. You know, it, it's maybe like a feeler offer based on my desktop analysis. While I'm talking to these people, I'm not just reading off the cheat. You do this enough, you'll get comfortable in, in framing your questions and, and going through that. And while you're doing that, you know, you're pulling up houses in the area, but we're small enough. I mean, if you tell me you got a, a 3 1 and 2 5 3 0 2, then I know we're probably looking at a eighty to $90,000 house right there. If you Bam. know your area. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, which is I'm important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know, absolutely. know your area, guys. Know your area. <laughs> yeah. Again, back to some marketing and stuff, man. Like, uh, get targeted on it. I mean, we casted maybe too wide of a net at first. And then, you know, and we're in West Virginia. You can imagine getting some, you know, calls on trailers and things like that. Not that there's anything wrong with trailers, but like, I just, you know, I'm not good at that yet. I'm not versed in it. And we, you know, you get some bad leads, we'll just say. So <laughs> you target, target your marketing. Good. But yeah, we're, we're, I'm figuring out, you know, what type of ARV we have based on the repairs you need. And I'd say I have a way of framing this like, hey, what does a house like that in your area sell for? That's kind of a good one for them them to kind of tell you, well, 90 grand. Well, that, to me, that tells me that they're wanting 90 grand. I immediately ask, hey, is that all fixed up? Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of nice. Well, so let me give you a general idea how I back into these offers. I'll explain. We do it by a multiplier, maybe deduct some repairs if we're going to flip it. That will put my target offer somewhere around here. And right then, I think you can either peel them off the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, heck, they might just start shaking their head. Oh, okay. And then, of course, you know, this is, you know, there's no contract to this or anything. The next thing is to, like, schedule the appointment. So we'll, yeah. we'll go out. Uh, take a peek, do a, a hard repair estimator, and go from there. Now, when it comes down to contracts or contractors, I should say, uh, once you actually schedule that appointment to go over there, you, you felt them out over the phone. They seem like, hey, you could potentially get a deal. You guys schedule the appointment, go over there, you meet up with your contractor. How has the contracting experience been for you guys when it comes down to the remodels? Have you guys had any? setbacks any getting screwed over at all over there or so getting screwed over no Uh, and that goes back to the contracts that we have in place thank god because you know we do have a thing that has to go through some legal type actions right now but thanks to the contracts in place you know we are completely blanketed and we're super thankful for that but we've not had bad experiences and with anybody personally, I think we had some trouble with some of the work one time. Other than that, you know, as far as, you know, people and our contractors and good work and showing up and doing their job, it, it's been relatively good. And it, it's all about, again, the steps, like the hiring processes that we've put in place for our contractors and vetting them and making sure that they carry the right insurances and that they're, you know, licensed, insured, bonded for X amount of dollars. A lot of that is vetting in itself. You're weeding out a lot of the... uh not so good contractors who, you know, somebody don't carry license, you probably don't want them anyways. They might be cheaper, they might save you money, but you're going to pay for it in the long run. It's so true. It's so true. So how are you guys getting your contractors? Is it through 
just searching up for them, searching around the neighborhood or referrals? A, a lot of it is referrals. So, you know, back to word of mouth, a lot yep. of referrals, uh, working with contractors who, you know, have good buddies who are licensed and insured. They'll refer yep. us on to jobs or sub it out, as they say, sub it out. And then our website, you know, it's it's a lead magnet in itself. Hire sellers, contractors, realtors, you know, the whole nine, anything you want, they can, you know, can find on our website. If they're looking for work. They can put in, fill out an application as a contractor. And then when we get a property under contract and we're some, you know, we're making a, our scope of work on it, we'll, yeah. we'll let contractors get it out and we'll, we'll message them and tell them, Hey, come on, come bid on our project. We'd love to have you there. Bring a copy of your business license. Oh, insurance. Your yeah, the whole yeah. nine. I mean, you get rid of a lot of bad ones that way too. So, you know, you're not True. just don't have little Larry from down the road trying to paint your house. <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay. When it comes down to these projects, and I know it really just depends on what kind of deal it is to make it work, right? Because you're trying to make a win-win situation for each one, whether you're wholesaling it, flipping it, or putting it in the rental portfolio. Have you guys been doing subject twos at all? Actually, yeah. We have a couple examples where we've you know, been able to take over someone's mortgage or subject to seller financing and, and offer them more money in, in a lot of cases. Make it a great There's win-win. A pro- yeah, super win-win for everybody. There was a very nice young lady who had a house that they had moved into, her and her family, and they were going to fix it up and sell it. Well, they kind of outgrew the house real quick. So she was like, had it on the market, it was on the market for like over a year. We had our eyes on it. Other investors in the area had come and taken a peek at it and, you know, offered her X amount of dollars, which I think don't believe that she was willing to take that much of a loss on her property. Did she just Uh, want too much? Actually, no. I guess it depends on how you look at it or where, where she was. We were able to purchase the property subject to the existing financing. We were able to offer her an amount that she was happy with yep. and get her out of that property. She moved into a house down the road from me. We're good friends. We waved to each other. She's like, oh my God, these guys helped me out so much. And she's a really nice woman. But other investors in the area looked at her property and would, I forget the exact numbers, but it was it was roughly in the $70,000 range for a property. Well, subject to the existing financing, we were able to offer her $20,000 more for her property and just float the renovation costs ourselves picked the house up and sold it and, you know, win-win. She got $20,000 more than any other offer she had expected. And, you know, we made money as well. I love it. I love the creative type of solutions out there to really get creative and make a huge win-win situation. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, heck, one today that I got in contract, it's uh, subject to the seller's existing financing. You know, just to save you guys some aggravation, we've got a portfolio that once we've owned a property, there's no deed seasoning period on it, which is fantastic. And once we have the property deeded into our LLC and a renter in it with a signed lease, we're able to take and refinance that into our portfolio with no money down. So rather than raising money from an investor and Let paying them be the bank. Yeah. 
So I, I offered him two grand more just to be the bank until I inserted into my rental portfolio. And by God, bam, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, another one. So I thought he went cold on me. It, it took him it took him two weeks and I, I was like, man, I lost this guy. Jordan's like, don't bother him. I'm like, nah, I gotta stay on top of him. But yeah. he, he texted me this morning and said, Call me when you can. I was fifty grand cash or fifty-two if you play bank. And he said, I've talked to my financial advisor and <laughs> I'm gonna do the 52. I said, "Great, we're gonna his dog. I'm gonna come get the contract yeah. <laughs> right, now. right now." I love it. I love it. So, okay, so um, let's talk about that deal just for a quick second before we wrap it up. Is there so no money down? Is there a certain balloon payment due in a certain amount of years? And there is, there is, is yes. So I told him, "Look, 50 grand cash. I'll pay you off. I'll write you a check." But a lot of times in our game, I can offer you money when you're in the situation that you're in. What situation is that? Well, you don't know anything on this house. You don't have a payment. You're not floating it to the bank or anything. Your taxes aren't due. You're in a great position. You play bank for two months. I'll give you 52 grand to maximize your offer. And really what it boiled down to is I was at 50. He wanted 55. I offered him, hey, Play bank, I'll give you 52 grand. Yeah. We close on the house, deed goes into my name. I'll do the little repairs that are needed here. And I'll give you a balloon payment due two months after we do the first closing on it. And right, get you a check for 52 grand and you'll sign me a lien waiver. Releasing us of the debt. So no, so no extra interest on that. It's just, you no, know. No, it's just months. a $52,000 balloon payment due then. Yep. Okay. I love it. That's awesome. Cool. So where do you guys, I mean, you guys are obviously getting a ton of momentum at this point and, and really just rocking and rolling. Where do you see yourself in the future with this? You know, like you guys have a lot of options, I feel like, and it's only yeah. just starting to begin and build up. Where, where yeah, does I think we are just coming, just coming to like, you know, a peak, man. We've been doing this for almost three years, like what, 14 days, it'll be three years. Yeah. So I feel, you know, it was hard. It was hard the first couple of years. And I think we're finally, you know, getting to the top of the of the hill. And I think it's going to be a snowball effect from here. You know, I'm on the credit council elite, you know, with that. And Jordan helping out. Like, heck, Brandon showed us how to get our credit up. Like, heck, mine jumped up into eight, 803. I was like, heck, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> I remember saying, like, when I get to 700, I'm going to have a party, you know, like, what the heck, you know, 800, I didn't, didn't expect that at all. You just um, skip the 700s and just say, screw it. Yeah, it it kind of felt like I did skip the 700, but I, I see ourselves, you know, trending, you know, going from hard money lending and things yep. like that to private money, which is obviously better into traditional bank financing is it has been a huge like catalyst to where we're we're going to be in into the future we got a bank a conventional bank to finally say hey, here's 500 grand go fill up a portfolio and i was like wow this is the best feeling ever so where i see ourselves like i want to be four million dollars in debt let's go so what i mean by that is like our current portfolio for every like 500 thousand dollars we're netting about thirty five hundred dollars 
Well, multiply that times eight. Well, that's, you know, over $24,000 net a month. That's, you know, that's where I'd like to be, to be able to like, you know, walk away from the car business and things like that. So I guess what it's going to take for me to be able to retire from my day job is to be $4 million in debt. And that just, it's going to come with, you know, building relationships with banks and, you know, a flip here, a flip there. And then while we're, while we're doing that, you know, we're gradually building that portfolio up uh, to, to ultimately get to our, our end goal there. Yeah, man, yeah, I love it. I'm I'm two and a quarter in uh two and a quarter million in debt currently. And uh good. and that's what it's all about. It's you know, yeah. try to good try to debt. keep scaling. Good. It's good debt, baby. There's a big difference, right? That yeah, that man. cash flowing debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. Hey, well heck, you're what do you got? You're two and a quarter, so what do you have? Two houses there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a house. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I think with like, with, yeah, with 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 four million, it's probably gonna be like, yeah, I don't know, fifty to eighty property. Yeah. yeah, I need to. I need to actually take out more equity out of my properties out here and get in some more debt so I can leverage it more. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's just it. a snowball effect, man. Keep getting in more debt. That's right. That's right. So that's a good little end note to, to finalize on, guys. There, there's a big go difference. get in debt. Yeah, go get out there and get in debt. Go this get is in debt. This isn't but one of those Dave Ramsey right? shows right now. <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> this is like honestly, there's a big difference between good debt and bad debt and calculated risk. And that's uh, a whole nother like podcast. Yeah, though, yeah right? it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, go get in debt. <laughs> I love it. Jacob, bro, I appreciate you so much, man. You know, you just gave an hour of your time. What could the listeners or myself do to give back to you? Man, that's a good question. I don't ask for much, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, lift each other up, uh, support each other. All, you know, business, like-minded people, especially real estate investors. My God, be a strong community together. Lift each other up. Help each other out when you can. Uh, referrals and all, you know, all that good stuff. And I don't know who will see this in our area, but uh, hey, communicate with us, you know, get on on board with us. We'd love to partner up with you and see how we can help each other make it and make a difference, really. Love it. Guys, you know, Jacob is is, uh, somebody, he's very humble. He's an awesome dude and uh, obviously very laid back, but so freaking knowledgeable. He's just a shark out there. So most gentle shark, right? (laughs) So you you definitely want to reach out to him. Do me a favor and just connect with him on social media. How can people actually get a hold of you? So, heck, drop my phone number in there. I don't care. You can call me anitime. Yeah. Yeah, 304-881. Eight four eight seven. If you go to www.buildingappalachia.com, my number will be up in the top left-hand corner there. You can connect with us via email there. Reach out to our Facebook, facebook.com slash buildingappalachia or Appalachia, however you say it, where you're from. <laughs> I got to spell it fast. It's A-P-P-A-L-A-C-H-I-A. If I don't spell it fast, I can't spell it at all. (laughs) Building Appalachia or Facebook.com slash Building Appalachia. Our Instagram is at Building Appalachia. 
communicate with us. We'd love to partner up with you. Just, I mean, check us out, see what we're doing, how we're making a difference. Uh, you know, like our posts and, uh, you know, if we could partner up on something by God, let's do it. If you want some knowledge, I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, free knowledge base to a certain extent. I do, do have a home life. I got a family, my girlfriend, my three kids. So yeah, beautiful kids, beautiful family. So another reason I want to, get $4 million in debt so I can spend more time with them. I think we all got a back goal there somewhere. So that's so good. Yeah. Well, well, I appreciate you, bro. I really do. And all the listeners, you definitely want to go check out and, and just follow their story, what they got going on the next couple of years. I already see just tremendous amount of just, you know, full force ahead and helping out a ton more people and just taking more territory, more ground. So so reach out to Jacob and, and take advantage of, you know, uh, the, the discounted prices right now and get the hookup <laughs> and, the, and the homie special right now, because I know it's not going to be like that forever. But with that being said, if you guys want to connect with me, then you can do so at on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments, otherwise Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you guys are looking for credit repair done for you, services, we can do that for you. And you want to reach out to creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, if you are looking to get educated on your own credit, learn how to fix your own credit very quickly and be able to put your credit to work, you know, build up six figures of funding and business credit, then what you're going to want to do is uh, check us out on creditcounselelite.com. That's what Jacob is a part of as well. And, And there's been just tremendous amount of awesome feedback from a lot of the members in there and, and and what, you know, credit can do. The power behind it is truly unbelievable. So we've been able to purchase properties with credit cards, especially in areas like (laughs) over, over where where it's more discounted. Um, And we've been able to complete all of our remodels on credit as well as do even hard money lending on credit. So if you guys are looking to do the same, then check out creditcounselelite.com. And as always, hit that subscribe button so you get the newest notification every single Monday. Leave a review. Let us know what you guys think about it and show us some love. Appreciate you guys all so much. Jacob, you are the man, brother. I appreciate you, man. You the man, B. You the man. I'll talk to you guys soon. Stay blessed. Hey, be good. Take care. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.